Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Astro Energy Astrology Show on Blog Talk Radio with me, astrologer Shelley Overton. Each week we go over the planetary positions, discuss astrology, and take callers' questions. If you would like to call in and get a reading, you can call 347-994-3365. Call in early as the lines fill up. December 31st, 2019 edition of the Astro Energy Astrology Show. My name is Shelley Overton. I'm an astrologer in Orlando, Florida, and I'm here to go over what you can expect for 2020. And today we are going to go over the first six signs of the zodiac. I haven't forgotten you the, the last half of the zodiac. I am going to do that on Friday. There's just not enough time on this podcast. So I wanted to give you all your fair time. And I know because we're coming up on this new year, everybody wants to know what's going on. And I didn't want to put it off a week, so I arranged it to be this Friday, same time, 11 a.m. Eastern. And so we'll go over it, but it's going to be another rocking and rolling year. And I think as long as Pluto is in Capricorn and planets are near Pluto, we're going to have that. It's just the nature of what's going on as we shift from Capricorn to Aquarius And Aquarius energy, as you've heard in my past podcast, can be very chaotic. It can be unexpected, and it is quantum. So we are going to have that unexpected quality this year as Saturn moves into Aquarius. Uh, I just want to qualify that I am calling in on my phone without a headset today. My headset died. Um, I have the worst trouble with electronics Sadly, I'm hoping eventually that will all uh, flatten out, but Saturn and Aquarius, probably not. Anyway, um, yeah, so what I did was I started out trying to write all the information for all the signs, and it quickly became apparent that there was way more that I could tell you about each sign than I have time to do. So I had to back it off, and I'm going to give a month-by-month synopsis of the highlights for each sign. And of course, as we go through the year, each of my podcasts will have information for the signs as you listen. So, you know, throughout the year, you will always be kept up on what's going on. And there are quite a few significant aspects coming up this year 
We've got, like I said, Saturn going into Aquarius, then Saturn retrogrades, then goes back to Capricorn and goes back direct into uh, Aquarius on December 17th of 2020. And so we've got a lot of um, a lot of ground to cover, but I'll try and touch it all. And again, Friday I will be going over Libra, Scorpio, Sagittarius, Capricorn, Aquarius, and Pisces. So. Um, the other thing I wanted to do, because this is the end of the year, I wanted to give a shout out to a few birthdays. My friend Pascal had a birthday yesterday, so shout out to Pascal. And I have another friend in Denver, Steve Nimzura, whose birthday is today and his sister's is tomorrow. And also John Denver would have been 76 years old today. It was so funny because I thought he was a Pisces for the longest time. And I think he does have Pisces in his chart. I just haven't looked at it lately. But he's actually a Capricorn. And so um, anyway, happy birthday to anyone else I haven't uh, mentioned. And my grandfather's birthday was the beginning of January, January 6th. So anyway, here we go. So January 1st, um, 2020. I'm just going to give a quick overview of that date because, you know, that's kind of the birth of the year. And so at midnight Eastern time in Orlando, we've got a Virgo rising and Mercury, Jupiter, South Node, Sun and Saturn and Pluto all in Capricorn. Mercury just moved in about four days ago to Capricorn. So now our thoughts are going to be much more about organizing and structure. The year will be definitely a year of structure and structural shifts. And then Mars is at 28 Scorpio, which again is an energy of wrapping up. It can be the ending. Uh, it represents life and death. It represents legalities. It represents mystery and information that can come from unseen places, things going on behind the scenes. We have the moon at 18 degrees Pisces and Neptune at 16. So the moon is just past Neptune, but is still influenced by it. And because the moon is in Pisces and Neptune is the ruler of Pisces, it will be a, a year of illusions, but also breaking away from illusions as the moon is past Neptune. And we did, honestly, I was sitting here and my daughter's like, oh, it's already the new year in Sydney. So just the top of the last hour, we had the first time zone hit 2020. And so send all your prayers to Australia for the fires. I just looked into those this morning and the fires are out of control. They have nine massive brush fires that are taking out the whole entire towns. People are racing to the shoreline trying to uh, stay safe from the fires. So, yeah, if you can send your thoughts and prayers and positive uh, crystal light to them, that would be awesome. Okay. So Aries, Aries comes in the year, of course, we're going to have the stellium and everybody will get what the stellium means to you. But the stellium of Capricorn planets are in career for Aries. So this is a continuation of that, that focus that you've been feeling around career and its structure and it's at odds with Mars in uh, the Aries energy, excuse me, the Aries energy is ruled by Mars, but Capricorn squares. Aries energy. So Aries tends to want to be really brash and forthcoming and act out and do things. They're both cardinal signs. So the cardinal signs mean 
that it's initiating energy. So there is this tremendous force of initiating energy around career for Aries. That is the natural house of Capricorn. And with the stellium up there, it definitely, for Aries people, this is like your peak career time where you're going to set what you do in stone and it will be a very long-term tenacious energy. In other words, your careers will be even in the spotlight. They will go many, many decades. It's a very long-standing energy that you will get from this. Um, And I have to move on because we have so much to cover. I'm sorry. I really want to go into depth, but I can't. Um, So February is a time for Aries to really look at their soul group and autonomy. Leo and friends and creativity are a focus and your subconscious, what you're doing um, in your psychological subliminal mind in your dream state is going to be a focus. Uh, March, we have the third is a frustration with uh, stress coming out with transiting planets squaring each other. And I, you'll have to forgive me a little bit because I've changed the structure of how I give these readings throughout the course of getting it ready. So it'll probably be, uh, it'll evolve into a different type of form as I go along. Um, sorry about that. I'm on my phone, so I've got all these notifications coming in. Um, yeah, and so there's going to be some frustration coming in in March. And then, again, on the 4th, your soul group and friends will be a focus as Mercury enters Aquarius. And the 14th is about careers and life change and life-changing opportunities as we have, um, I believe it is, Venus and Neptune join. Yeah, Venus and Neptune join around that time. The 21st is a very big day. It's going to be, well, actually, the 19th through the 20th of March is going to be big for most of us as planets shift and um, there is sun in Aries. We've got um, gosh, and I wrote it all down, and now in the moment of truth, I've got to find it, and I don't see it. Let's see, um, 14th, 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 21st, Saturn moves into Aquarius. That's what it was. So Saturn moves into Aquarius on the 21st of March, which is going to be a tremendous shift for, shift for everyone. But for Aries, that will be around autonomy in your career. So in April, also the 14th of April is going to be a hard square between the sun and in Aries and Pluto in Capricorn. So of course we just got over that stellium. And so April is going to be a real big time of your ego is at odds with your career and your sense of self. And when I say ego, ego is the personality is the connection to the material plane. It is not your spirit. Your spirit sees past the pettiness and past the connection to um, material issues that are, you know, like basically petty. So um, having the, the sun square Pluto is going to make you dig deeper and really understand your life purpose. And that's a huge focus for April. The third, we'll see Venus in Gemini, and that is good for multiple relationships and love, communication. Um, it's a full moon on the 7th in Libra in April. And that means, and in Libra, it's the opposite of Aries. So it's going to put the focus definitely on a partnership, finding a partnership around that time. Moving into May, we have got this uh, Jupiter retrograding 
for you in your career house. So that's in Capricorn. And it's a time for review. Is your career really what you want, the way you want it? Especially because Aries is a fairly significant sign this year because Mars will be going through about four or five signs. I've got, like I said, I've got so many papers here. Let me see. Starts out in Sagittarius and then it goes into um, Capricorn, Aquarius, Pisces, and Aries. And then it retrogrades and it gets to, um, actually, I don't even think it goes out of Aries by the end of the year. It might get to Taurus, but it's only just touching Taurus by the end of the year. So really only about five signs this year because Mars is retrograding. And since Mars rules Aries, that is the energy that you're going to be really feeling of both forward motion and also stressors whenever he squares all the Capricorn energy, but um, definitely during the retrograde, but we'll get to that in a, a second here. So Jupiter, let's see. Oh, and Saturn retrogrades, which for you is going to be about friendships and soul groups and connecting to the people that really resonate to how you want to be. And because Aquarius is in a positive aspect sextile, which is 60 degrees to Aries, that is an energy that is cooperative for you. So you're really seeking out more freedom and finding your soul group come May. So Mars is in Pisces. Now, Pisces is not a terribly comfortable energy for Aries because it is watery and water energy tends to cool down the drive of Mars. And what it does is it activates the Piscean energy of dreams and subconscious energy are will feel a little bit more um, drowsy and Aries will probably be slogged down and bogged down with this heavier emotional energy that comes in in June. And so definitely take some time for yourself and, um, you know, hold yourself up. Mars and Neptune join up in your 12th house in June, which is going to be, um, again, activating this psychic awareness and intuition for you and so you'll feel and pick up where you need to be with your career because it's a positive aspect sign to all the Capricorn and so it's really a time in the summer to evaluate and reevaluate what's going on subconsciously for you because that's really the engine that drives your ego so for you having Pisces Pisces is the universally loving sign So it's right there in your subconscious wanting you to go in the right direction and not waste your time down dead end roads. So really pay attention to your dreams and uh, intuitions, little hints that come into your mind during this time. July, Mars, the ego drive, again, continues to be influencing you. um, And you will have more of an, I actually want to say, let me just switch papers here. I believe Mars goes into Aries in July. Yes, it does. July um, 31st of June. So the beginning of July, Mars is now in Aries, which really activates you. It makes you feel a lot more at home, really want to move forward and do something that is you-based, so you meaning self. And because Aries is the first sign of the zodiac, it is the initiating energy of the ego, So it will be a very self-centered, self-driven time of this year in July. And then there is somewhat of a home focus as well, which can frustrate you because, again, Mars is squaring 
the home and it squares Mercury and the sun at this time. And so Mercury and the sun want you to really focus on family and there's a thought that you're going to, but really what you end up doing is you're, your ego and your sense of self is like, yeah, I want to be there, but I just have to go off and do my own thing. So it's going to be at odds a bit throughout the center of the year, the middle of the year. And that's probably par for the course anyway, because, you know, you have that natural Aries energy at odds with cancer, which is the sign of the middle of the year. So uh, coming into the, the late summer, you've got, um, you feel like you're going to have to redo things. Um, there is a shadow period coming in in August for Mars's retrograde. So that means that you're going to start to feel a little at odds with other energy. And especially when Mars retrogrades in September, it comes in as um, pulling back the energy. And because it's in its own sign, it's going to be re-evaluation, re-evaluating how you feel about self. And I guess at this point, I kind of passed the point, but I want to qualify all the readings. They include people who are not only the sun, but the rising sign or your ascendant. Rising and ascendant mean the same thing. I've had people recently say, you know, what's the difference? There is no difference. It is the same thing. So your ascendant and your sun sign, these readings are good for either one. Um, Mostly when horoscopes are written for other people, they're written with, um, that cusp, the the sign on the cusp, and that makes it good for either the sun sign or the rising sign. So um, August into September is probably the more difficult time of the year for you, probably outside of January when there's the stellium and Capricorn squaring your sun sign. So really what the overall vibe of the year for Aries is tends to be um, more about career and about self. Are you doing what you want to do? Are, are you expressing the drive and the energy that's coming through in the best way for your life? And there are numerous uh, aspects that are really supporting different nuances of that for you, specifically the 12th house Neptune, which has been there for a good decade. But Mars, your ruling planet, will be joining up, like I said, in the summer. So October is fiery. Uh, Venus is in Leo, which is a really romantic sign and friendship oriented. So you're going to spend more time with friends in October. And Mars goes direct, which is a huge relief in October. Um, Let me just see if I got that. It doesn't say the date on that one. Oh, I think I actually did mark it on one of my calendars way back. Give me a chance here to find it. I probably just need to put my Mars off to the side. So um, Mars goes direct November 14th. So actually, October, it isn't direct, but November 14th. I apologize. Um, I'm just looking to see if there's anything else that comes up in that calendar. I don't see it. Okay, but um, yeah, because Venus is in Leo and Mars is still in Aries, there is this energy of forward motion. So that's going to be actually, even though Mars is retrograde, Venus is in a fiery energy, which kind of lights the flames for Mars and makes it feel like it can almost connect through desire to that um, active energy. And so it'll also bring potential romantic partners uh, for, for Aries, Leo, and Venus fall in the fifth house which is friendship. So it could mean that friendships ignite, but just be cautious because when Mars does go direct in November, 
It can change where you're putting your energy. And if you're putting your energy into this friendship and thinking it's turning into something, it could shift when Mars goes the other way. And then you'll feel like, no, this isn't really where I'm at or what I want. So at this point, I'm going to take a quick pause and take a sip of water and I'll be right back. Thank you for that. Um, yeah, I've been dealing with swollen tonsils this week, so if my voice gets a little rough, that's part of the reason. Um, anyway, so November, money and love and alternatives in love come in. There will be career shifts and travel, and shifts towards 1217 happen, and that is when um, Saturn goes into Aquarius for good. And it won't be back in Capricorn for another 28 years. And that's when career and autonomy sticks for you. And that means that your soul group is there. You're focused on what's going on with your career based on the networking opportunities and where you truly want to be. And I want to tell you, Aries, um, Aquarius energy is really positive and um, expansive for you because it's in your 11th house the natural 11th house of the zodiac and that means that you're really in cooperation with this energy being 60 degrees off of your sun and so it's going to be a more cooperative energy than capricorn was for you okay let's see taurus i can't believe it's already 20 after okay um the stellium for taurus is going to affect uh career obviously all of the Capricorn energy affects career but for Taurus that falls in let me just look here I didn't write some of the details down because like I said I had to be more uh, overarching but it affects your house of oh this isn't a natural chart let me find my natural chart there it is okay great sorry um yeah, so that I don't I should have inferred that, but I've got so much information and so much little time. Um, so it's in your ninth house of travel. So it's really about the structure of education and spiritual growth for you this year. And that means that uh, Pisces, Capricorn energy, and Aries energy fall in your in your travel and where, where you learn about what it is you want to do for a career when all the planets get into Aquarius. So Aquarius rules your midheaven. And Pisces rules your soul group, and then Aries rules your subconscious. So I'm just giving the overview of that because those are the places that are really triggered this year overall. And so is about foreign travel and education for career and really seeking out higher understanding and wisdom. In February, again, it's still about education and travel. And I'm just trying to see whatever. I had to write so tiny in this table to get it all in. Um, yeah, February is going to be a little bit more um, – hang on one second while I get it here. Taurus, there we go. Um, it's going to be more subconscious and subliminal with your soul group. That's when Venus and Neptune join up. And then you're going to have Mercury going through your house of career. So in February, it's going to be more focused on soul group, friendship, and um, really women and subliminal connection to the whole feminine story and then that's also i have to tell you i mean there's so many um archetypes associated with you, with each sign so it really is just an overview if you're interested in finding more details out about your personal chart i do readings private readings and you can find that at and alan if i can get my tongue under control 
angeliczodiac.com and just click the schedule a reading tab. But um, Venus rules money and love and desire and fashion, beauty, aesthetics, all of that. So, and creativity, art, music, there's just so many things. Um, and Taurus is also the throat. So anytime there are uh, issues for you, it tends to center around the throat in contrast to say Virgo, which is the stomach and intestines, because that's what that sign rules. Aries, it's about the head and ramming things. So you're more prone to concussions and head injury. Um, March, feeling stronger and the third house with a square to Mars is going to influence you. So the third house is communications and Mars is action. So you're going to be more frustrated around that. And then um, the ninth, I'm sorry, the ninth of March is a full moon in Virgo. And so Virgo's ruler is Mercury. And within a day, Mercury goes direct. Actually, I think it is the same day. So Venus, uh, excuse me, the moon is full in Virgo. And then Mercury, the ruling planet of Virgo, goes direct. And so that's about material uh, the material world and work and a fulfillment of a storyline and feeling, I want to say self-satisfied. That's just what's coming through for that energy. So um, in April, it'll be wrapping up of karma and career systems, freedom and entrepreneurship. May for you, your soul group uh, insists that you align, be careful of lies and um, information coming around money and love because there will be some uh, Gemini energy in your second house. And then June, it's a money roller coaster and there's some enlightenment that you are going to get an unusual or eccentric work and work opportunities for you. That can also mean multiple work opportunities. Anytime we have um, Aquarius or Gemini in our charts, it really brings multiple um, vibration. So that's multiple options, multiple choices, multiple opportunities, which is awesome. July is more of an angry energy. Again, this is the time when Mars get, is going to be more of the focus as it goes retrograde in the year. Um, excuse me, retrograde in September, but moving into that, that um, stronger Aries part of the chart. So July, um, it's about love and expectations not being met. Mars is in your 12th. And then the career energy, um, that is going to be kind of a needing help at home and um, a, like a square to the career. The Mars will square your career house. And so that's going to be a little bit of friction around career. So home, um, you're going to want to be helping out or getting more help at home. August, travel continues. Home is on the road. That's cancer in your house of travel and that makes it more um excuse me not cancer what did i have for that sorry <laughs> i'm away from my computer which is also another reason that um i'm sorting through all these materials um okay so yeah i don't see what what that was referencing right here but i've got it so i'm going to call it um yeah travel home on the road anger continues and then Oh, okay, August. Yeah, travel continues. You're going to be traveling, so there will be so many opportunities that you're going to feel like you're not home at all, but you'll be home on the road. Anger in the 12th house, Mars, 
and pay attention to your responses because that's subliminal. September, you're evaluating your responses. Mars retrogrades in your 12th house squaring Capricorn. Pay attention. And then I've got October, early moon in Aries conjuncts Mars. So this is going to be a really strong subliminal connection to home and wanting to take some kind of action or expressing your anger and frustration in the home environment. So just be careful of how you bring that out. I'm not saying you shouldn't feel your anger because absolutely every planet and sign in the zodiac has its vibration and Mars vibration is aggression, assertion, anger, and drive. And um, what's the one positive? Also starts with an A, um, ambition. So know that you're going to feel that and it's in your subconscious you may not be immediately aware that you're really angry but you're maybe acting out in that manner and people will sense it and you'll sense their anger too because the 12th house that's that's how you pick up on things through action you see people's actions and then you infer what they're feeling november um, there's love and partnership focus for you mercury is retrograde in Libra, there's communications around a partner, and that has to do with um, connection to work. Oh, my gosh. So we've got about 15 minutes, and I've got so much to get through. Um, focus on personal freedom in December and your finances and endings. So Gemini, the stellium for you is about commitments, partnership, joint finances in January, and also death. That's the eighth house for you. Um, in February, the 12th house Pisces and, oh gosh, I'm trying to read my shorthand here, <laughs> the 10th house. Okay, so um, yeah, so the 12th house, I've got the lady talking in my ear saying the end of the show is nigh. Anyway, I'm going to go on for 15 more minutes, but if you want to hear what else is going on for your sign, please listen in archive. If I don't get to you, I will get to you the next show, and if I have to schedule a third, I will. Um, so joint finances and relationships are the focus in February. Um, Mercury goes retrograde and it's harder emotional energy. And also, um, the 21st, you feel good in March, but like I said, Saturn goes into Aquarius. So it's going to be about words for you. And, um, and then the fourth of March is good with the Mercury in Aquarius. So, that's really nice. Um, April, subconscious love issues, money and death issues for the, the scorpionic energy or the eighth house, desire to travel and for freedom. In May, it's a heightened awareness of a personal need that brings uh, freedom. And that's the 12th Uranus, Mercury, and the sun for you in Taurus. And then June, unexpected trips, career focus and intuition. July, concerned about endings and commitment, home in your thoughts. Mercury goes direct on the 12th. Again, Gemini is ruled by Mercury. Pay attention to the Mercury retrogrades this year. Virgo and Gemini, that's going to be um, the focus in this year because it's in water. So it's an emotional year for you, uh, Gemini and Virgo. And really learning to own your emotions because you're more, uh, Gemini, you're more of an air sign. So August is who am I with? Am I happy? What actions on career dreams am I taking? September change in the drive. Mars retrogrades in um, on the 11th. 
I keep putting that in November. I'm sorry, that's what that meant. Mars retrogrades in November. So there's going to be, a, in September, it's coming up on the energy of Aries, but Pisces into Aries. And then um, you reevaluate your soul group and your choices going back to what's familiar. Uh, October, work, stress, and communications. There's a wounding, a karmic wounding around people that can be harsh. November is friendships and a reevaluation of shifts with soul groups. December, the shift of Saturn into Aquarius. You're reliving what relationship energies you had in March, and this time it sticks. So what I'm saying is Saturn goes retrograde in, or goes into Aquarius in March, and then it retrogrades, so you have to reevaluate where you're heading around your independence and going back towards what's familiar. And by the year's end, you will shift back out and commit to it. So cancer in January, there's a stellium for you in career. And so that falls in the home and family. So there's like a home versus, excuse me, opposition. So it's um, marriage and partnership. So it's home versus career. Your marriage and security and partnership are still and have been for a while with all this. I mean, it's been a few, quite a few years, I would say like three years at least of your marriage house being hit and uh, stresses around security. In February though, Taurus, um, Taurus is, what is, I'm sorry, 11, 11th house. So Taurus squares 11th house, I think is what that is. So it's soul groups. Um, So also travel and love and partnership shifts. By March, there's some more marriage stress as Mercury is retrograde and it's sensitivity and dreams. Again, um, cancer is a water sign. It's going to be affected this year more strongly by the Mercury retrogrades in water. April, uh, marriage, finance, freedom, focus, career with partnership and entrepreneurship. There's a strong energy around potential of having a partner or a marriage partner in business with you at this time, or there could be stressors because you have that. May, ideas about career, direct stress on a partner, a desire to be independent. So it really is a year of um, hierarchy and structure restriction, owning your own power and moving towards autonomy this year. It really is the storyline for everyone. Mercury and Cancer um, in June, Self, home, and nurture, wanting partnership and security, but travel for spiritual reasons. Um, July, mother-daughter communication issues, drive for career and purpose, and it's good for partnerships. August, talking about self-need with a partner. Mercury goes direct, and travel continues with Mars. Um, And I can't read this. Mars and Cancer, I believe, is what I was saying, or in the home and family. So there's um, the connection to the home and to travel and also communication. September, desires are at odds with a partner. And um, at odds with a partner, feeling restricted by the partner, and growth, learning is a focus. October, fighting in career, feeling at odds, anger, something is being born. It's like being in labor. November for cancer, emotional around friendships, a need to go deeper in creative pursuits. December, the partnership shifts, partnership shifts in energy on the 17th, and freedom and finances focused. Leo in January, there's a stellium that's in your work and service house, and you're standing up for yourself in work. February, career um, shifts of the Aquarius square um, 
gosh, I think that's Mars, but I can't tell. Okay, I'm just going to back up. Um, yeah, Taurus and Aquarius square. So that's around career, joint finances, spirituality, marriage, and partnership. And then in March, work issues continue. It's about ego, travel, creativity, Mercury retrogrades. So it's about emotions, not action. Um, in April, opposition of Saturn in Aquarius means there's a detachment in partnerships. We've got May is independent action taken around partnerships and alternative careers. June is Mars conjunct Neptune in the 8th, so it's emotional and money struggles. Endings in joint financial ventures. And remember, it's very emo. It's not a positive uh, energy, or not an easy energy, I should say, for Leo, because they're more uh, fire-driven, and so it's about... um, you know, action, not emotion. So it's going to be more of an emotional summer. Workplace freedom in July, desire and home as a refuge now. August is high focus on work and health, desire for change, self-driven and travel. September is reevaluating work, health and career service in a directional shift. October, redo your travel plans, friction at work, and multiple conversations around career and children. November is a growth and education opportunity month for you, technology in your career and online. And again, December 17th for you is a major shift in focus from a job service to partnership and freedom. And finally, Virgo, if I can get her in. Virgo, the stellium in Capricorn is a focus on connections to children, creativity, and leadership, and also health and earth and food for you. Um, February is about independence, freedom, travel, marriage, and Pisces, friends, and create. I want to say this before I get much farther, and I still want to do Virgo, is this year, 2020, 2020, and the new year, Pluto comes in at 2222. It's very much about partnership this year and finding partners. I just want to let you know. March for Virgo, male, female uh, commitment and opportunities under Mercury. And don't forget the Mercury is your ruler. It's retrograde in Pisces. It's going to be opposite in your house of partnerships. So it is about partnerships for the Pisces energy this year, especially the uh, Mars-Neptune conjunction. Independence in April in the house of work, travel and online opportunities for you. Um, Venus in the ninth house is about doing what you desire and independence for career. And then um, May, entrepreneurship opportunities. Mars in the sixth in Aquarius is education and training and astrology. Remember, Aquarius rules astrology. This is a big year for astrology. Um, June, focus on ideal partnership, Mars in, and Neptune conjunct in the 7th, and multiple writing opportunities in career with the Gemini energy. Virgo in July is about kids and home. Focus shifts back to children. Saturn retrogrades back towards the 5th, which is children and creativity and romance. Um, looking back to where you were, Mercury retrogrades in Cancer, so it's going to be emotional around home, family, and mothers, and nurturing. August, stress and education, daughters, kids, travel, focus, snafus, and creativity uh, walkbacks. So you're going to kind of go back and reevaluate the creative stuff. September, connection to daughters and holding boundaries with uh, conversations and coworkers and soul groups. 
Virgo in October, joint finances and legacies, transitions, assertive action in the eighth house, which is death and rebirth. It's at odds with the fifth house, which is children. Something may go on that um, pulls apart parents and um, children or what has to happen financially from what's going on with the kids. November, money from partners, stress with the kids from creativity and your partner. And then December, the shift to creative freedom, kids focused to work and health and independence around those and not so much always being at the beck and call of others. There, I got it in. I wish you a happy new year. Come back Friday and we'll see how the new year is. And with that, um, you might have to slow down the recording speed to listen to it. But thank you very much for sticking with me this year. And we'll talk to you again on Friday. Take care. Hi, this is Shelley. Thank you for joining us this week. To contact me for a private reading, go to angeliczodiac.com under the readings tab. Background music was provided by Kevin McLeod at incompetech.com with additional music by Tracy Coriel at tracyland.com, T-R-A-C-E-Y-L-A-N-D.com. Music provided on show-by-show basis will be credited within the body of the show. For more info on my art, go to ShellyOverton.com. That's S-H-E-L-L-E-Y-O-V-E-R-T-O-N.com. Merch and other astrological art can be found at AstroArt.net. To purchase my ebook, Learn Astrology, you can find it at AngelicZodiac.com, including discounts. Be sure to check back next week and subscribe through iTunes at Astro Energy Astrology Show. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.